Now to the humanitarian crisis unfolding in Gaza. Our guest is the former Maison Sans Frontier medical coordinator in Palestine, Dr Natalie Turtle, beg your pardon, who has worked across Gaza and the West Bank. So far, aid for Gaza has been held up at the border uh, with Egypt, as has the ability for Gazans with passports to leave. Overnight, following a meeting with the United States president, the Israeli government said it will, quote, not thwart humanitarian supplies from Egypt as long as it is only food, water and medicine for the civilian population in the southern Gaza Strip. There is dispute over who caused the explosion at Al-Ahi Al-Arabi Hospital in Gaza, where hundreds are believed dead. Israel is denying responsibility. It is blaming the blast on a misfired rocket from the Palestinian militant group Islamic Jihad. Palestinian officials are blaming Israel for it. Maison Sans Frontier has labelled the explosion at the hospital a massacre that is absolutely unacceptable. The organisation was operating in the hospital when the explosion happened and the ceiling fell on the operating room. Well, Maison Sans Frontier spokesperson Dr Natalie Thurtle is with us from Sydney. Good morning. Good morning. What is the latest you are hearing from your people on the ground? Uh, perhaps we should begin with those who were in and around El Ali El Arabi Hospital, please. So the attack on the hospital yesterday was extremely serious. Uh, WHO reporting a, a number of deaths of 471, and that would be consistent with um, what we're hearing from our team who are on the ground, who, as you mentioned, the ceiling fell on them during the time that they were operating. Um, it's uh, not the first time that a hospital has been damaged uh, and wasn't the first time that that hospital had been damaged during this conflict since the 7th of October. Um, so this is not a new thing, um, though obviously the loss of life was catastrophic um, in this particular incident. Um, at least 26 facilities have been uh, damaged since this uh, bombardment started. Um, so MSF is calling for uh, that to cease. The Israelis had requested that uh, 20, at least 20 hospitals in the north were evacuated and that's not a feasible um, premise because you've got lots of sick patients on equipment and things like that, people being operated on um, and so it's not possible to meaningfully evacuate all of these health facilities. Um, my There's reports from the Palestinian Red Crescent Society this morning that Al-Quds Hospital, another hospital um, treating patients in Gaza, uh, has airstrikes 100 metres from the hospital and those sorts of things can cause uh, very easily cause damage so this has to stop we are calling for this to stop uh, multiple other agencies are, are calling for this to stop um, and the the loss of life for this particular incident yesterday was was dreadful um, but the loss of life overall um, in Gaza is, is very extreme during during this uh, this violence. What is the situation medical staff are in? The bombardments, uh, so many casualties, but, but also with supplies, energy, water. We have heard the words from the UN describing it as on the verge of, of collapse. But how do you describe what your people are telling you? Well, I think it's already collapsed. I mean, there's uh, lack of medical supplies. We've got 
Um, our staff reporting that they are operating without analgesia, without pain relief, because painkillers have run out and they don't have no access to painkillers for people that are having major surgery. Uh, there's a water uh, problems, so water supply has been cut off, and even when it when it has been returned, the electricity to run the pumps for that water is not there. Um, there's no electricity in Gaza. People are charging their mobile phones off motorbike batteries. Um, medical supplies have run run out, as I mentioned about painkillers, but but multiple other supplies. And um, one of our surgeons reported that um, XFIX, which is the treatment for broken limbs, um, has run out this morning at Sheba Hospital. So it's absolutely dire. They're totally overwhelmed. Um, people are um, doctors are stating that the mass casualty preparation that they have received and training that they've received completely inadequate for the sheer volume of people that are arriving in the context of no water, no electricity, no um, supplies. So it's a total humanitarian catastrophe and it's absolutely unacceptable that this is being allowed to continue. What are the preparations by your organisation and others to get aid in? Now there does appear to be this agreement to do so what is it logistically going to take uh, just explain perhaps what's happening at, at, at Rafa at the, at the border w- with Egypt mm. so MSF is um, extremely well prepared to send in uh, human resources and um, medical supplies we have a big team um, of m- many emergency medical staff waiting to go in uh, in Rafa and um, but the so far it hasn't the border hasn't been open for our extremely exhausted staff to exit Gaza um, and there's we have 300 staff inside Gaza at the moment so um, there's no clarity about whether our Palestinian staff will be permitted to um, flee with the right to return through the Rafa border um, and our, our international staff are also still inside. Um, so that hasn't happened yet, um, despite um, a long negotiation process around that. And there's lots of safety issues because there's ongoing shelling uh, in, in Rafa. So we absolutely welcome um, the opportunities for that uh, aid to, to, for that situation to be resolved and for that aid to come inside to, of government. Um, and yeah, we are fully prepared for that as are a number of other organisations. Where is the aid coming from and is there enough of it? Uh, so MSF is, a, is, is an independent organisation. We re- rely on private donations. So we have um, money that is um, funding that is available for emergencies like this. We're a very large organisation. So um, our aid comes from us and um, uh, I can't comment on aid that's coming from other sources but I think that there's a lot of focus on this from the um, agencies that are already active inside Gaza because there's multiple agencies that um, work inside Gaza before all of this happened because of the impact of the occupation and previous escalations in violence. So there's lots of um, support for Gaza ready to go. Um, It's just that when we do get back inside or when we are able to move new human resources and aid into Gaza, will there be any infrastructure left? Um, Will there be hospitals left um, for us to uh, start, you know, reinvigorate our activities? I think that at the moment that hangs in the balance. So physical infrastructure 
as well as equipment, mm-hmm. just physical spaces that are appropriate for treating sick people, Absolutely. injured people. Okay. And we're safe and, you know, with with electricity, water and with a road that can be um, travelled on to reach the hospital. None of these things are, are guaranteed at the moment for when, when we are able to get more um, access. Where and whom, with whom do you deal about access, trying to get safe spaces, but, but, but for example, trying to get across the border? Who are you waiting for, for permission and ability to go? Who's got to make decisions? So um, I'm a medical doctor and so I'm not um, involved in those negotiations, but there's a number of different uh, stakeholders that um, MSF and the other agencies are are negotiating with at the border. The main problem is that the no protection is being offered. So at Rafa, um, there's ongoing shelling and and therefore um, it's not safe for anyone to move at at the moment. Um, and, And the border's... The permission to move anything in or out of Gaza from the Israelis has not so far been forthcoming, and we welcome the news this morning. But um, yeah, so the the borders are heavily controlled in into and out of Gaza, and that is, is the situation on a day to day basis prior to this um, bombardment. So. Um, people in Gaza live in in a essentially in a in a open air prison because they're not able to um, have easy ingress and egress out through the the borders of Gaza. It's extremely tightly controlled normally, um, and when something like this happens, all of the borders close immediately, um, and that causes a lot of humanitarian suffering um, every time that there's there's an escalation in violence. I know that you're speaking for me sans frontier this morning, so I don't I don't know how much you can comment personally. I know you've worked in Gaza in the West Bank, but also I think in Jordan on the border with Syria, on the border with Lebanon. I think also in in various um, uh, postings. And what is happening by means of humanitarian disaster at the moment? Uh, I think you would say unprecedented in your experience there. But what are your fears also for where this is heading to the extent? You're free to speak, Natalie. That's hard to answer that question. I think um, this is certainly one of the worst, if not the worst, um, humanitarian catastrophes that I've been connected to. What's happening in Gaza is... uh, I almost don't have words to describe to describe it, um, being in contact with people on the ground there is extremely challenging. Um, these are people that I've worked with for, for nearly two years and they've given their lives to MSF and to building, um, building programs there that have now been completely destroyed. Um, and, uh, yeah, of course there's a huge um, consideration about destabilisation of the region um, and uh, you know, a much broader uh, humanitarian crisis uh, extending into the West Bank. I think we're all very concerned about the West Bank um, and, and perhaps even beyond. So, yeah, I think this is a really terrifying period um, for for people globally. I just don't um, want to lose focus on, on those who are suffering the most distressing and immediate consequences of this, um, which is... Um, our colleagues and our patients and all of the human beings in, in Gaza. 
Natalie, thank you for your time. Natalie Thurtle is Maison Sans Frontier spokesperson. She's speaking to us from Sydney. Uh, she was formerly uh, the organisation's medical coordinator uh, in Palestine, uh, working in West Bank and Gaza.